to this. You know what? And in the ring with Dan and Benny, hey, brother, man, hey, he's about the most cat. I just love him to death. I love you. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're the best. I'm telling you, brother, in the ring with Dan and Benny. Yeah. We love you. Thank Woo. you so much, Dan. Oh, yeah. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spastiano, joined, as always, by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? Dan, I have I have bad news and I have good news. Now, I don't know if you can see what this is, but this is, is the kazoo? bad news. It's a kazoo. That's the bad news. The good news is I don't know how to play it. So, at least for this week, everybody's spared. Uh, well, after the singing we've been exposed to the last few weeks, maybe it's best your musical talent stay home. True. <laughs> First first show in November, Benny. Did you have a uh, good fall so far? Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, I mean it's not quite. Uh, it's still you know it's still uh, beach weather in Florida, but it'll start cooling down. I hear you. Well, wife and I were that cool house in the neighborhood that hands out full size candy bars, so we always right. enjoy Halloween. But uh, speaking of enjoying, we should have some fun uh, on the chat tonight, Benny. Why don't you tell everybody who we got on the phone with us? Yes, sir. I had the the pleasure of meeting the, our guest at. Uh, our sponsor, Jimmy, you know, Boogie's Wrestling Camp and uh, Hall of Fame Museum uh, for graduation about a month ago. He uh, wrestled and he also he's a former graduate and as well as an instructor uh, for BWC. I am uh, pleased to invite or welcome Yellow Man. Yellow Man, welcome to Dan and Benny in the Ring. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Glad to have you, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Always good to talk to another voice from the bwc we got a lot of friends that way yeah yeah man i appreciate you guys having me ain't nothing like boogie land y'all know how it is up oh there. yeah <laughs> everybody everybody remembers their first mercy daddy right benny absolutely <laughs> you know we well go ahead oh no nah, you good brother <laughs> well we always get started we like the same question because, as Benny said, it's like a snowflake, different for every person. Uh, you know, and it's some of the stories we've heard have always been so fascinating. So I want to start with the obvious, and it's our first fun question because uh, the stories are always great. But we we ask two parts. One, do you remember when it was that you fell in love with wrestling, like when you became a fan? And then, do you remember when you transitioned, when that notion from "I'm a fan" to "This is what I'm going to do"? Yeah, hey, funny about that because. At first, I actually wasn't a fan of wrestling. Like, I was huge Batman fan, and wrestling always seemed to come on at my grandfather's house when Batman was on. So that was always a big old fuss over the TV. <laughs> and then one day, he was just like, you know what? We're going to Blockbuster, and we're going to get a uh, pay-per-view, and you're going to sit down, and you're going to watch it. They got this crazy ladder match. First time I ever seen it. And it was the uh, Razor and uh, Michaels ladder oh, match. That's thing. a good one. Yeah, and then after that, man, I I, I just been like hooked ever since. Like, and and like wrestling. And when I made the transition, like I I never really wanted to be 
a wrestler. I just wanted to like have the match because I was a huge fan after after the whole Razor and Michaels experience. But like my uncle Calvin was actually uh, uh, a BWC graduate as well, and he wrestled under uh, the Mass Enforcer for the Legendary Eclipsos promotion, and uh, I, I seen like tapes of him doing it and I turned 19 and I was like, Hey, hey it sounds like something I want to give a try. And after that first butt kicking, man, I just fell in love with it. So, so who did you, uh, yellow man, who did you uh, follow growing up? Who were your favorites besides Michaels and razor? I mean, that's an epic match. If you're going to watch a first match, that that's a great match to watch, but who, who else influenced you? I was a big, big Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. I like, I liked a lot of the cruiserweights. You know, I'm a smaller guy, and you know, like when my brothers and them came, they always flipped the channel, so I always got to watch the cruiserweights on on WCW before my brothers and them got home from practice, and you know, so I never really got to watch the big main event. So the cruiserweights was always something that stuck out to me. I like Chris Jericho and, and, and people like Dean Malenko, you know. Lance Storm is actually my all-time favorite wrestler for some weird reason. If I can be <laughs> serious here for a moment, right? Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, what Eddie lacked in, in, uh, in size, he made up for 10 times over in charisma. Oh, absolutely. Lance, the, not the, so much. Lance Lance was just a talented guy, but he, I mean, and I think, honestly, I think he really had a lot more personality than, because I follow him on Twitter, and he's quite active, and he's quite, you know, quite interesting. I, I think they almost made him, you know, that, that, that persona that we saw. I'm not sure that was oh. really even him. I always liked Lance because he had, like, three belts and like the hot girl and like nobody really paid attention to him and I was always the guy rooting for them guys the ones that nobody really really watched that had something special Dan wasn't Lance Storm the only holder of the Saskatchewan heavyweight international title he was the sh- yes the shit, the shit belt. <laughs> his his uh his team Canada storyline was one of the few th- positives that people remember from the dying days of WCW as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Lance, big Lance is the man. Yes, I always like that. Uh, you know, the, the uh, single leg crab that he did. The uh, yeah. one. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the half, the, the half crab. The rope. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had Koga trying to, Showed me how to do that. I'm still a little rusty, but you know, not for anything though. But like those guys, you know, all the guys you mentioned. I mean, they were wrestling machines. Landstorm, Jericho, Dean Malenko is so underrated. I mean, you know, again, like you know, Mike skills not really, but holy crap, that guy could go in the ring. I mean, he he knew every hole there was. Oh yeah. So, so Yellow Man, if I'm allowed to do this, how did you come up with the name Yellow Man? Um, well, my dad was uh, a barber, and uh, one of his real good friends' his name was Yellow because he looked like the 
the DJ from NWA. <laughs> and, like, I always called him Uncle Yella, and everybody always said that I looked like him. So I, what, my first show, they was like, hey, man, you got to come up with a name. And I was just like, uh, I don't really know. So I just, they was like, well, what do you do? I was like, well, I rap. And they was like, well, what do you got? I was like, yellow. So they was like, all right, just go out there and rap and we'll call you yellow or Bobby yellow or something like that. It just kind of stuck. Yeah, yellow man, definitely. It definitely you you are yellow man. How how long have you been doing it, yellow man? Just out of curiosity, how long have you been? Uh, when did you graduate from uh, Jimmy's school? I graduated in uh, twenty twenty. I've been wrestling eleven years. August this year made my eleventh uh, year in pro wrestling. What, what, um, when did you start? When you were seven. You you can't be that old. I started when I was nineteen. I'm 30 now. No way. Yeah. You like Benjamin Button? You're aging in reverse. I saw you. I mean, I, I met you. <laughs> I would have guessed 23 if I had a pick an age. Hey, I hope that works out when I'm 40. <laughs> yeah, or you know, well, when you're my age, you know. Don't feel too bad about it. When you're when you're Benny's age, everyone's a kid. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's funny when, when oh, you you man. know when you're 20, 30 years old. When you're 30, 40 years old. You know, and as you get older, you keep moving the bar up. So for me now, 111 is old. I think that gives me a little bit of wiggle room. Oh, yeah. She's only as old as you want to be. Look at Papa Boogie, man. He's still going. 80 years old, sharp as a tack. I mean, geez, that guy has a memory. Uh, I, I hope that when I'm his age, I can, I mean, I'll probably have to look at my driver's license to see my name. But, I mean, that guy is, I mean, remembers every match from 1964. Yeah, it's like he don't forget nothing. No, he does not. Or nobody. He don't right. forget nobody either. So, now, Yellow Man, just out of curiosity, where are you from? How close? Because we joke around about Shawsville. I always tell people, you know, it's 50 miles east of Parts Unknown. Or, like, you know, on, on your on your Google uh, Maps, you plug in middle of nowhere, you drive there, and then you drive another 50 miles, and you find Shawsville. <laughs> how, how did you find Shawsville? Well... Hey, it's funny you say that, man, because it really is in the middle of nowhere. But I'm actually, like, I was born in Florida, but I was raised in Roanoke, Virginia. So All right. I, I ain't too far away. And I, I lived in Salem a few years and just got real familiar with that area. I actually lived in Charlottesville uh, when I was younger up in uh, Hale's uh, Trailer Park, with my aunts, my great aunts and my uncles and stuff like that when I was growing up as a kid. So I was real familiar with that area, but it is in the middle of nowhere. They have a dry erase board with the population and they have a guy standing there. So, you know, like if a baby's born, they erase it and they put another, you know, add another number. Oh, yeah. No, I'd care. Where are you from? Where were you? Uh, you said you were born in Florida? Yes, sir. What part? I was born in uh, Melbourne, Florida. All right. I'm you're three hours from me. That's. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I haven't been down there since I was, like, little, little. But, I mean, I, I went down there. I went to uh, Cocoa Beach the last time I was down there. And I don't really remember too much of it. Like I said, I was real little. Yeah, it's funny. I went to Cocoa Beach, and I don't remember a whole lot about it, but it's for different reasons. It wasn't that I was too little. I just... 
started drinking, I guess. And those umbrella, those drinks with the umbrellas in them, they they'll they'll do you in. Hey, say what is it, the Redneck Riviera, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned earlier. Uh, obviously, we were talking Jimmy, and uh, and you remember his appearance at the Flair reunion or the Flair special still one of the better promos of the weekend. Got to hear at Shivanto again. I was hoping you could expand a little bit. Obviously you went to the BWC, but you had wrestling experience before you started working with them. Uh, if you could describe your experiences training under Jimmy Valiant. Oh man, there ain't nothing like it. Uh, <clears throat> Pop the boogie, man. Like his instruction it's just like on the next level and like what he does for the advanced students is just out of this world. Like for guys like that has experience, Papa Boogie, he'll take you outside. He'll take you to the hall of fame museum and show you things and explain things in detail, man. He'll change your life. If you just listen to him, you know, it's just unreal. The knowledge that, I mean, even, some of the guys in the camp, man, we, we should be rolling out the red carpet when he walks out the back door, man. It's just unreal. You, you know, you know, one of the things I truly love about it is, number one, the minute you go there, you're, you're family. You're part of the BWC family. Everybody – and it's sincere. It's not – you know, it's not fake. It's, it's 100% genuine. People just embrace you, and you become a part of the – you become a part of the action there, and – the other thing I really, really like a lot is the the way that all the wrestlers, when they're training with each other, the respect and support you guys have for each other is it's incredible. It's it's incredible to watch. Oh yeah, we we always try to we always try to make it like home, you know, like because in the past there were there were times where it wasn't so family you know how it is now like you know people wasn't getting along and stuff like that and 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 papa had to come back down there and straighten it out a few times but now we want it we want it to be like that we want it to be more like a home vibe so you don't feel uncomfortable training so the younger students will want to come you know it's not all about uh paying your dues at boogies you know you could come up there and just watch and learn something you know it's free every sunday from 12 to 4 and, and we got snacks and we we hang out we we sing songs together like you said it's it's like home we 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 take care of each other up there you know it's it's for some of us that's what we look forward to some people got church we got bwc it's almost like a church you know, and, and the, the nice thing, too, is that a lot of the people who have graduated, like, you know, you, you were there. I mean, when I, I, I met you there and there was a lot of people there who, would, you know, they're past graduates, but they keep coming back. It's almost like, you know, it, it, you get your degree in college and then you go back for postgraduate study because you can never. I mean, even Jimmy says Jimmy said he's still learning, you know, almost 60 years later. You can always learn something. Oh, absolutely. And. With BWC, like, with Papa Boogie, man, that guy is the blueprint for sports entertainment for this industry. Like, what we do, 
there ain't nobody that did it better than the boogie woogie man, handsome Jimmy Valiant, you know, like from the mic skills to the charisma to the, he had it all, you know, and, and if you want to learn from the best of the best, I mean, like I said, we should be rolling out the red carpet for Papa Boogie, man. It's so much knowledge there. You could look at the pictures on the walls and learn stuff. No, and I, I gotta like, I gotta just uh, put a little bit of a slant on it. I mean, not everybody's not sitting there drinking hot cocoa and eating moon pies. I mean, you guys are working your butts off. I mean, there, there's some hard bumps in there, and and you know, you, there's not a bad seat in the house when you go to BWC to watch the action. You can hear it. I mean. You know, Carnage, when Carnage chops somebody, you can hear it in the next zip code. I mean, it's just, I mean, <laughs> you guys aren't playing around in there. I mean, you, you guys are working hard. Oh, yeah. Like, our, our instructors, like Big Mike Mars, he, he served our country. You know, that guy's the real deal. Oh, yeah. Koga, Koga our, our, he, he's a martial artist. That guy's the real deal. Scott Storm, that guy has some martial arts background real deal these guys they don't play around and i'm i'm sure y'all familiar with the the uh infamous boogie ring the boogie bump once you could bump in boogie's ring you you could bump in any ring right yeah yeah it's still i mean we've upgraded a little bit but hey it's still it's still boogie's ring <laughs> it just it, it's you know it's perfect it's not it's not fancy, you know, it's not new, but it's just perfect. It's, it's hard to even, I'm struggling to find the right words. It's just, it, it's like field of dreams. Like if you, if you, if you go to the real field of dreams in, in Iowa, the Dyersville, Iowa, you know, there's a bunch of bleachers, a couple of bleachers and there's a field, but like it's, you go on that field and it's magic just because it's the field of dreams. You you go into BWC, it's magic because it's, you know, it's Boogie's wrestling camp and, and Jimmy's there. It just, it's hard to describe. Oh, yeah, man, that atmosphere. Like, you could work in front of thousands of people, and then you could come in there on the Sunday, and it ain't nothing like it. Like, the energy's always in the air, whether it's three people or whether it's jam-packed in there. <laughs> like, it ain't nothing like Boogie Land. <laughs> You know, a uh, quick plug from our sponsor. They also offer uh, private tours. If you feel the need to gift or you want a wrestling fan in your life that you really uh, want to treat, Jimmy gives a private tour of the compound. And anybody that's ever seen any pictures or been there, that, that place has more memorabilia than most museums I've been to. And it's And like you said, Jimmy's steel trap memory he has a story for every single one every single piece on that wall absolutely too and uh mama angel angel valiant makes some of the best <clears throat> custom whatever you want hey she can make you make you a custom suit she can make if you want to be a wrestler if you want to look like a wrestler halloween costumes holiday events mama angel she I'm telling you, she'll hook you up with whatever you need. I, I am the proud owner of a, a ring vest that was designed by Mama Angel, and it's one of my prized possessions in the whole world. So I, I, I agree with you 100%. That's 
That's why I tell everybody that's where the yellow man drip comes from. Angels wrestling player. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yellow man, I you know again I was fortunate enough to meet you there at graduation, and you you actually won the if I got my facts straight, you won the Parker Cup Battle Royal, and that was great. But then like I really really enjoyed your match with Carnage. I mean. That was a main event. That was that was like you guys. You guys went to the limit. You you left it all in that ring. I that was one of the more enjoyable matches I've seen recently. And um, so tell everybody, you know, you you do some instruction there. Um, you're also you're involved in other facets of BWC, correct? Correct. Um, what else? What else do you do there? Well, well, BWC like. I don't, I don't usually, I'm not like your regular instructor. I'll go in there and I'll, I'll help, you know, I, I push to the advanced class. I'm, I'm kind of like the advanced instructor. Like if I see a student, you know, and they're, you know, more advanced, I'll, I'll pull them to the side and give them character development. Like Papa Boogie instructs me on how to do that. Also, Papa Boogie helps uh, helps me learn about you know uh, how to instruct properly. So I, I'm in there like with the music. We got the music going. Papa Boogie man, he'll he'll give me a playlist and be like, hey, hey, make these songs right here and and tell me what you think about them and, and uh, the playlist from Jimmy Valiant. You know, like to learn how to. Man, it's just unreal. We just do all kind of stuff at Boogies. You know, it's just unreal. I can I can go on for days about all kind of stuff. You know, it's just unreal. Like, and I mean, you're almost doing like a little infomercial for Boogies, and and it's a good <laughs> point though for anybody that wants to join. You know, a lot of schools you're going to learn how to wrestle. You're going to learn how to take bumps. And Yellow Man, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but with with BWC, you learn all that, of course, but then you learn you learn the psychology, you learn you know you 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 learn um, how to get heat with the crowd, you you learn your promo skills. I mean, you, you know, if, if you want to be a referee, you want to be an announcer, you want to be a manager. I mean, it's it's like a one stop shop. There is nothing that you don't learn there. I mean, when you're ready to to hit, you know hit it for real, you're fully trained, correct? Oh, absolutely, and boogeyman. He, he teaches life skills too. It's not all about wrestling and becoming a superstar at boogies. You know, we we try to teach family values and stuff like that. There, you know, how to treat people, how to work together, how to, you know, build relationships, repair relationships. You know, we we try to we try to do more than just wrestling at BWC. It almost does sound like a church, the way you just described it. And and he also, um, I mean, if I'm correct, he also instructs you guys on how to deal with promoters, correct? Oh, absolutely. He teaches us all about shady ones, how how to properly uh, handle yourself as a professional, how to talk, and a locker room etiquette. Man, we could go on for days about, you know... <laughs> It's just all kind of good stuff there. It's like a it's like a junior college for pro wrestlers. 
But but it's almost like you, I, you get out with a Harvard degree. I was about to say, yeah, sure. I, I like that. It's, it, you know, most wrestling schools run like like a, any, anybody's ever heard of like an apprentice or a technical school. You know, you get your, your certificate and move on. BWC, you're coming out with a master's in wrestling and you, you, you can cut a promo. And I mean, you got you got a lot of good talent coming in and out of there. I, t- I tell you what, BWC actually helped me when I was in college with my my public speaking class. <laughs> you know, so we got stuff like that. You know. Well, you you mentioned uh, before we got to record, you like karaoke. I'm sure they uh, they gave you a little more confidence to get on stage at the bar too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's why I say Boogie with his playlist, man. He'll send me a playlist. And and have me learn the songs and stuff, and just think about that. What I just said, the boogie woogie man Jimmy Valiant hands you a playlist and have you learn songs. <laughs> That's now, unreal, right there. Well, now I gotta know this. Like, what what's on the book? Well, give me some examples of some songs that are on this playlist. Oh man, anything from Chuck Berry to. Uh, the Eagles, the ACDC. I was listening to the Judge, uh, stuff from the 1930s, man. Wow. Boogie man has all kind of stuff. Boogie's definitely old school. Oh, yes, sir. He's old school, he but he's, all, he's he current also. He's very white on there, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I'm here... Uh, Obviously, Benny and I, we record from different states. I'm I'm in Virginia, a big fan of the Mid-Atlantic, the indie scene around here in Virginia and Carolinas and all. And your name's come up several times. You're active in North Carolina. Um, as a matter of fact, right now, you and, and Big Van are the, the WWP. That's the Wrestling With Purpose Tag Team Champions. And you have an event this weekend. You guys are defending. We're recording this November 1st. You have an event this weekend. You're defending the titles. You've also wrestled around uh, other areas in North Carolina, like uh, you know world-class extreme wrestling. Uh, and just you've been all over the indie circuit in, in the Atlantic region. And I was wondering, um, one, if you could talk about the event you have coming up this weekend and what other promotions you've worked for and maybe share a couple of uh, stories from the road as an indie wrestler. Um, yeah, this weekend we got Wrestling With Purpose. Like you said, me and, uh, me and Big Vaughn, we're actually the, the interim tag team champions because the Airtime Rockers were the tag team champions in the Carnage family, what I was told, stole the championships. So we took care of that. And now we got a big fatal four-way tag match this Friday in the Pembroke Rescue Squad for Wrestling With Purpose Tag Team Championships. Hey, and I'm looking to, you know, me and my main man looking to come out of there as the undisputed WWP Tag Champions. And I... uh. You said you mentioned World Class Extreme. We just had on the 29th of October, we had Horror Slam where I took on Mecha Mercenary uh, to become the number one contender for their World Class uh, Extreme Big Championship. So I'm the number one contender for their heavyweight championship, and I will wrestle their champion, the Bearded Battle Axe, Mike Mars. 
my instructor from BWC in December for that big title. And um, you, you want to talk about on the road as an indie wrestler, man, I'll give you, I'll give you a good promotion from back in the day, man. HCWA, we were based out of Wentworth, Heritage Championship Wrestling Alliance. Man, there was no place like it. Man, me and the guys, we would we would go from we would go from Eden on Friday, Wentworth on Saturday, and some of us would take off and go to BWC, and some of us would go to Tennessee on Sunday, sleeping bands together, all kind of stuff, man. Uh, the guy's name that ran it was Robert Stanley, and I mean this guy, he had the biggest heart. He'd give anybody a chance, man, and the business is missing guys like the raging rebel, Robert Stanley, man, because if it wasn't for guys like him, there wouldn't be no yellow man. Cause when I was 135 pounds, 19 years old and wanted to get into John's world of professional wrestling, it was guys like him and, and Isaac Daniels and Eden. We ran, we ran in a little, uh, a little store in the Eden mall on a Friday Eastern All-Star Wrestling. We met guys like Corey Etzel, and we had George South down there, man. It's just so much knowledge throughout the Mid-Atlantic. And I've just been so blessed to be around all these guys that, you know, has all this knowledge and and shared their great business with me. You know, it's nothing like independent pro wrestling. I'm sure you guys could agree with that. Absolutely. No, I mean, no argument whatsoever. I'm I'm here, like I said, I'm based at, in Virginia, out of Norfolk, and there's all kinds of uh, wrestling history in the Mid Atlantic region. Benny's in Florida. I mean, you have pretty much outside of maybe Texas and Tennessee, two of the top five states for for wrestling and indie promotions and, and the history. So we fully understand what you're saying there. Oh yeah, from West Virginia to Tennessee, every week. Yellow man's on the road doing something. <laughs> you know that's that's when you when I heard you say that it it kind of took me back to like you know because we've interviewed a lot of uh, wrestlers you know who, who were around during the territory days, and that's what they did. I mean you know four or five guys piled into a car, they wrestled one night, and you know, they drove I don't know a few hundred miles you know to get to their next show, and then they wrestled, and you know maybe they stopped to get something to eat, you know. At, at a diner or you know a, a, a you know a, a stand or something like that and you know on to the next show and when you told me that it just it, it's like wow that's 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 old school i i love to hear that yellow man um another question for you I, and speaking of uh, wcew i listened to your promo uh for the title match or your, your contenders match rather and um i don't know if you ever saw the movie analyze this dan have you ever seen that with robert yeah. de niro yeah uh I'm, and I'm the, gonna... the guy from friends right uh, no, Robert De Niro is uh, and Billy Crystal are. are oh, Billy, oh, you're right. I'm I'm thinking yeah. of the one with Bruce and, Willis. And, yeah, yeah analyze this was Billy Crystal. That's yeah. Right. Robert Robert De Niro was, was Paul Vitti, and he was the mobster, and uh, Billy Crystal was a psychologist. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a line from uh, Paul Vitti and tell you, you you got a gift, my friend. You you, you just <laughs> really, uh, I have to tell you, you're you're a natural on the mic. I, I love it. I just you know, I, and you could tell that you're in your element when you're cutting a promo. And so um, I want to ask you, um, 
do you uh, is that part of your responsibility at BWC? Do you help with the promos? Well, I I try, but it, I cut promos different, you know, than mainly mainly cousin Trey Valiant. <laughs> he he's in charge of that because he has a lot more patience with trying to explain how to do it than me. I get a little nervous trying to, you know, especially with newer students because I don't want to come on too strong. But promos, you know, I've I've been blessed. You know, I've had guys like, again, I've been mentored by by legends like George South helped me out, Papa Boogeyman. And now I'm with uh, the School of Morton. You got – Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, they helped me out with the, the baby face thing. And, you know, I, I'm just blessed. And I just pay attention to the the instructions that they give me. And it, it just makes it easy. And, you know, 20 years of rap, too. I've been rapping since I was about 10 years old. So that helps. And <laughs> well, let, let me actually um, ask you to expand a little bit on that, because like Benny said, we've talked to a lot of wrestlers in the past. And one of the common, I don't want to say criticisms, maybe that's too strong of a word, is, you know, back in the in the older d- days, the territory days, and even through, I would say, some of the 90s, the promos, you were, hey, here's a few notes to hit this, hit this, hit this, go. And the wrestlers just went out and said whatever they wanted you know, and they hit their points and you hear stories about be everything from, uh, you know, some of what like the, the famous uh, Piper in Portland or uh, Kevin Sullivan in Florida, the Austin 316 promo in the 90s. It was it was all off the cuff. They there was no script. But then the, the wrestlers complained that they noticed the promos got a little worse and some of the stories started to falter when everything became so heavily scripted. So walk me through that from for. for uh, the listeners that might not be able to, to connect the dots. When you say promo class, what does that entail? Well, promo class is basically like, uh, it's, it's basically ties into like your character development class. You want to, we, we got like in BWC, for example, cousin Trey will give you three examples. He'll be like, you're at this place this is your match and this is your opponent. And then he's like, just wing it from there. And so you got to have the confidence, you know, to make your character come alive. You got to step out of your comfort zone and, you know, just do all this, getting yourself fired up. That way, if you do make a mistake or slip up, nobody will know as long as you get those three topics out of the way you could ramble on for the rest of it that's how papa boogeyman teaches me how to do it yeah well nice. speaking speaking of the school of morton uh, I, I actually listened to you you had a you, you promoting an appearance there and you had when when you talked when you mentioned jimmy you called him pops and to me that just signifies a ton of love and admiration so i want you to just take a couple of minutes and and talk about your relationship with the boogie boogeyman. He's more than than a wrestling instructor to you. Absolutely, uh, my relationship with with uh, Papa Boogeyman is is like, you know, he's he's from a different time of wrestling. 
than, you know, I'll probably ever know. I like the old school, but Papa Boogeyman goes way back. So he was more, it's more like he's a friend, mentor, a parent. Like, because I came from a pretty rough upbringing. So, you know, I've been pretty much on my own since I was a teenager. Not saying that I didn't have great parents. You know what I'm saying? I just, I was, I was a different breed, you know, and I didn't really have much structure there. I, I looked up to the bad guys and the street guys and stuff like that. And when I, when I met Papa Boogie, you know, he brought that structure that I, that, that I've always been looking for and, and a role model, you know, somebody that can give it to me how it really is that raw, you know, no nonsense. You know, I knew it was real coming from him because somebody can tell me something and then I can hear it from somebody else and it can mean two different things, you know. And I just knew it was always real from Papa Boogeyman. And like like I said, he gives you life skills and and he changed my life when he started teaching me the game and giving me the game. It it just changed my life. You know, and and I'm forever in debt. Well, we uh, yeah, we're kind of uh, switching topics a little bit. I, I you mentioned, like I said before, we we got to uh, to recording. You talked about karaoke, and and I mean, uh, Benny's been hyping up your promos, and I recommend people look up the, the your videos on YouTube. But besides the promos, you also you know, there's a little bit of music floating around about out there. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your music career and, and let everybody know where they can find you uh, on YouTube and, and where they can find your, your music. Well, music is, has always been there. Cause you know, I'm always been the small guy. So when I was growing up, you know, I got picked on and shoved down and like rapping's always been in my neighborhood. They used to go to the park and freestyle battle with each other. And I thought, you know, since I was little and I couldn't really kick the bigger guy's tail, I'd learn how to do that, you know? So maybe I can be cool and fit in with that crowd. So ever since I was 10, I've been trying to come up with something, you know, to to catch that, that kind of crowd, you know, and, it just always stuck with me from the battle rap scene to, like, I'm a real big Eminem fan because I like storytelling rap. And you got guys like Method Man and stuff like that, people that really tell them stories like DMX and stuff like that always really caught my attention growing up. So, you know, coming from that background, that that project kid, that that had to rap for protection, you know, so I didn't really have to fight the bigger guys and get bullied. So I could I could relate to these people, you know what I'm saying? So that's it just just always stuck with me. So when I got older I just you know, the people at my school that did it, I kind of either battled them or made friends with them and we all kind of either clicked together or went against each other. So it was still kind of like competition like wrestling and you know eventually we just started figuring out how to put songs together it's still very independent low budget sounding but i like the underground sound that's my little thing i always 
a big fan of the underground. You know, like guys like Tech Nine always inspired me. So you can find it all over YouTube on my channel, Yellow Man, or Reverb Nation, or any of that, any of the minor platforms like SoundCloud. Because I, I don't want to be a big major rap star or nothing like that. It's mainly just for fun now. I can incorporate it in wrestling and heck, maybe we can do, we can all like mash it up together. Do you find that like your your rap background? Oh, you might have said this right. Your rap background, really, if, if you can do that, like, you know, with the freestyling, the, cutting a promo should be not really easy, but I mean, it, it definitely would help it, I would think. Oh, yeah. But in wrestling, I was a little nervous to do do my rap persona at first because I didn't want to be that project kid. That wrestling was something that, you know, I didn't want to come on too strong or push people the wrong way. Or, you know what I mean? Come off like a thug and rub, ruffle feathers or nothing like that. So I kind of at first didn't do it. So I had to figure out a new way. But now, since everybody knows me and stuff like that, I kind of incorporate it, which makes it a lot easier. Do you, uh, do you, um, you know, I've seen you wrestle both singles and tag. And uh, the couple of your promos, they kind of, I, I wasn't really quite sure if, if you were a heel or a baby face, because I, I really wasn't familiar with your, your opponent. But so do you prefer singles or tag? And then do you prefer heel or babyface? Well, I love the singles matches, but I prefer a tag because it's always good to take that break. You know, let somebody else get in there and get their tail kicked for a little bit. It's <laughs> Never thought about it. That's a good point. Me. <clears throat> but uh, as far as heel or babyface, it's it's harder to work babyface than it is heel because it's a lot it's a lot easier to tell somebody to kiss your behind than it is to be like hey come on cheer for me especially in a town that you've never been you know it's easier to get that that initial reaction out of them to tell them hey you know go kick rocks they'll boo you a lot quicker than they will cheer for you. So I probably like, you know, as much as I love the fans and I love for them to cheer for me, it's easier for me to work <laughs> as a heel. What does that feel like though when you get when you get that heat? That's got to feel good because you know you're doing your job. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean sometimes but when when you like grow attached to the fans and then you got to do what you got to do for business and they turn on you right it can kind of bother you you know people that's been with you for years and to see like hey i really hurt this person you know what i mean like they're really into it they're really that emotionally invested that these people are genuinely mad at me or they don't like me anymore or something that kind of can bother you a little bit but that's to me that's a positive. Like you, you use the word I always use, emotionally invested. That means you again you're doing your job because if you you know if you have them emotionally invested, you, you you've done a great job. And then even if you know if they're disappointed in you, yeah, I, I, probably on a personal level it probably hurts a little bit. But you you know that like you flip the switch and you turn them against you. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I do whatever is best for the business. <laughs> I hate using those those cable terms like that, but whatever's best for business, that's what Yellow Man does. I tell you what my favorite match to have is I like wrestling the girls because you never know. That really tests your skills right there. You mean an intergender match? Yes, sir. I love wrestling the girls, man. Those girls are tough. Well, I, I saw Angel Metro, man. She could hold her own. Oh, my gosh, yes. And she's learning so fast. Like, that girl's come along so fast. Another one that's really good is the great Sasaki. Man, that girl, she got some kicks. Here's one to watch out for, though. Nurse Micah. Mark my words, that girl is going to be a problem. Nurse Micah. She's geez. tearing it up out there. Nurse Micah. That sounds scary just to begin with. Man, that girl. Yeah, she, she's got the look. She's got the skills. She's a, little, she's a little new, but she's learning really fast. And I give her about a year and a half, and, and she'll probably be signed. Nice. Well, um, you know, you, you talk about character and, and you, your character, your catchphrase, and, and it, I think it works heel or face, is shake the room. How did that originate? It goes back to the, the hip hop thing. Uh, uh, have you guys ever heard of uh, Pop Smoke? I haven't. <laughs> well, he was no, this, uh, he's this, he was this drill rapper uh, in, in New York, and he had this song and had this real great bass. And, and he said, him and the guys from the uh, Migos, I better shake the room. And it just had this great bass to it. And I just was like, man, that sounds like wrestling right there. Shake the room, you know. And I was a big fan of John Cena's rap, too. So I, I kind of was thinking, Chain Gang is the click when I heard the song. It don't sound alike, but that it, I was kind of thinking, Chain Gang is the click, because I love Cena's album, and <laughs> that was the one. But, but that song just had that great bass, Shake the Room, Shake the Room. And I was like, man... That's kind of that's kind of yellow man right there. Shake the room. I got a wild on them, style on them, put on all them chains, shine on them, and shake the room. You know, I just I just kind of flowed. You know, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I mean, it, it incorporates hip hop with wrestling. So sounds like a winner. Carry yeah, with man. that. I Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. No, I was going to say, I'm guessing then you're uh, uh, on the on the recent rise in AEW. You're a fan of the Mac of Max Caster and the Acclaim gimmick, then. Oh, is that the, that's the rapper guy, huh? Yeah. You know, I haven't really seen much of his work, but I I did see him rap. He is pretty good at it. I'd like to I'd like to either work with him or work against him. There you go. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, Yellow Man, what what does the future hold for Yellow Man? I mean, how 
how long do you plan? I can't. I still can't believe you're thirty. I think you're lying. But um, how how I was going to ask you to see your uh, driver's license. Um, how long are you <laughs> going to do this? Uh, how long do you plan on doing this? Uh, are you going to branch out? Are you going to stay? You know, in in that area. Um, you know, and then you mentioned with your 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 music, but uh, are you going to take that much further? What what's what's your five year plan? Let's use that for a question. Oh man, yellow man will be shaking the room for as long as my body will take it. And I mean, I love the Mid Atlantic. You know, this is what I want to build up the Mid Atlantic scene. I'm looking to branch out to the the Kentucky and. Uh, I have been talking with Carnage, and he has some stuff down in, I think, Mississippi. Yeah, yep. I want to go down there. Hey, and if y'all know some some people in Florida, you know, that, you know, BWC can hook up with, and I'd like to get down there to my home state because my parents, my, uh, my parents that actually adopted me, they moved down to Florida, so it'd be nice to get down there and see them and, Maybe hook up with, with y'all, you know what I mean? Where where are they at, y'all? Are they in Melbourne? I think they're in Clearwater. Oh they wow, that's about that's about a half an hour from me. Very close. That's a nice place out there. It is. It's very nice. Yes. Yeah, we got to make that happen. Oh yeah, like I said, I'll be I'll be shaking it up as long as long as my body can take it, and as long as these people have me and put up with my crazy mess out there. <laughs> Are you going to end up pulling a, uh, pulling a Ric Flair in uh 2052? We're going to see. Yeah. Yellow man coming out of retirement for one last match. Shoot. I'm going to be like Papa boogie, man. I don't think I'm ever going to retire. <laughs> I'll have man. My last day will probably be in a wrestling ring. Well, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, like, you know, like we were talking earlier, if, if I even live, live to be in my eighties, I'd be lucky if I'm a fraction uh, of the shape he's in and as sharp as he is mentally. Yeah. That mental acuity. Wow. Oh my goodness. But hey, we can got... all thank my angel for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we talked at, uh, earlier in the hour, we talked about you have uh, some events coming up. Um, I know you've got your your tag uh, your tag title match, and you got some. Like I said, we're recording this beginning of first first of November. You have an event this Friday. Um, so before we let you go, why don't you just uh, tell everybody? I mean, about what you got coming up, and and hype up any future appearances, any social media plugs you want to make. Oh, yeah. Um, again, you can catch Yellow Man live this Friday in Pembroke, North Carolina at the Rescue Squad. Uh, me and my main man, Big Vaughn, looked to capture them undisputed tag championships. And then again at uh, Sunday, this Sunday in Bluefield, West Virginia, at the uh, Green Valley Skate Ring, Premier Wrestling League. Yellow Man in the intergender match. Yellow Man will take on Killjoy Kobe Mack. And November 19th, SCWA in Wentworth, North Carolina, Yellow Man will make his return home. Hey, that's that guy that I was telling y'all about, Robert Stanley. 
SCWA Squared Circle Wrestling Alliance, the last hoorah. Yellow Man will make his return to Wentworth, North Carolina. We also, that day, earlier in the day, we have the Heritage Hall of Honor ceremony. So get there early. I think the doors open at like 10, but Yellow Man will be there all day with some of your favorite Wentworth wrestlers of all time. We'll all be there. Hey, I love you guys, man. Hey. Thank y'all so much for having me and everything y'all do for BWC, man. It's our yeah. pleasure. We wouldn't be where we were without Jimmy's early support. That's for for darn sure. It, it's just like I said, it's a special place. It really is. And if anybody's within, I mean, not nobody's within a, a, a close distance to Shawsville because it's not close to anything. But <laughs> um, it, but it's worth the drive. It really is. I mean. You know, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is one of my favorite places. I'm a huge baseball fan. It's literally in the middle of nowhere in Iowa, and I mean, it's not much to look at. But once you get there, it's magical. And I think, you know, a big parallel with BWC. You get there, and I mean, now BWC is a lot to look at, though. The compound is absolutely beautiful. The whole campus is beautiful. And but you know, when you get in that building with the ring, and you you watch the guys train and help each other, it just it's just so much fun. I couldn't I couldn't say enough about it. Oh yeah, man. Boogie Land Complex is always something special. Hey, School of Morton too. In Kentucky, Tennessee. That's something that y'all gotta check out too. School of Morton. Yellow Man will also be there. Live every every two weeks we'll be live on YouTube. School of Morton, five oh five live. You're gonna be a busy guy. Hey, when I, when Papa Boogie give you the when he give you the game, man, you can't waste it. No, absolutely not. Tell you, Benny, we talk all the time about you know the the current schedule versus the old road schedule. Right there, Yellow Man, you just said you know you've got what two two matches and multiple appearances all in the span of three days in three different cities. I mean, that's that's an old school to indie tour schedule right there. Oh yeah. None of this wrestling once a week uh, on campus 10 minutes from your hotel. Oh no, nah, man. I I'm on the road and, and my wife and kids usually on the road with me, so they the real champions, <laughs> you know. Mid-Atlantic Misfit. That's what that's what they call me cuz I'm out here <laughs> all over the place whether my attitude is good or bad. I'm out there every week couple times a week i i tell you what though yellow man whatever whatever you're doing to keep yourself looking young like that you got to bottle it and sell it because i'm telling you like you said wife and kids i'm still like no this this guy can't have a wife and kids like but uh, seriously whatever you whatever you do to take care of yourself keep yourself that young you you need to reproduce it people will buy it (laughs) hey all you got to do man is Find something that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. That's where the stress comes from, work. <laughs> I tried that with hookers. It didn't work, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that's because they'll work you, brother. That's that, but maybe Jeez. that's it. <laughs> Awful. On, on that note, <laughs> Yellow Man, thank you so much for, uh, for your time. Uh, send our best to everybody at the BWC. 
Hey, thank you guys so much, brother. Shake the room. Shake the room. <laughs> All right. Hey, take it's... care, fellas. All right. You too, sir. Thank night, you, my friend. Like you said, Benny, bottle up that energy and and sell it. You'd have a corner to market. I'm telling you, I I'm still. You said 30 years old. I I I was literally a foot away from him, and I thought, like, are you even old enough to uh, be here? Like. But he, I mean, he obviously has a huge passion for the business. And you know, it's really a good thing to hear, though, is that there is so much indie wrestling in the area. Absolutely. I mean, you know, just he was saying North Carolina, that's three, three different promotions and three different cities in the same state. Uh, some of them not terribly far from each other. I mean, obviously here, in Norfolk, we've got Virginia Championship Wrestling. We've had a couple of those guys on. Uh, but there's other promotions across the state in Virginia. You're in Florida. I mean, you can't throw a, a, a rock at 10 feet in any direction without hitting a wrestling ring somewhere. Absolutely. And even, you know, close to where Jimmy is, Kentucky. I mean, there's a ton of stuff yeah. going on there as well. Absolutely. I mean, you still have huge uh, indie markets in Kentucky and Tennessee. Tennessee, and, that's what, yeah, Tennessee and, as well. And and I like it because if you if you notice, and we talk, we've talked about this before, it's some of the old territories tennessee kentucky florida mid atlantic virginia north carolina amarillo you know dallas uh the cow palace out, out west on the west coast has been having uh, oregon has a big you know in portland they have a big market now you, you've got you know san francisco hawaii all the old territory areas are are big indie markets and it's really nice because we've had guys on that have told us the stories where you know wrestlers today indie wrestlers today can ride the road you know 300 days a year whatever it is and make it in the indie market the way they couldn't 10 years ago and and the rise in indie wrestling and you know it's it, the the um, maybe it's it goes hand in hand with the with the collapse of mainstream television wrestling but fans still want to see it i mean think about uh, I talk like I've just at a VCW show recently and the crowd uh, was older just a couple of days ago. Uh, some friends of mine and I went to they filmed Dynamite, AEW's Wednesday show here in Norfolk, and the crowd at the indie show was was older and more diverse than the crowd at AEW. Like you have the indie, the the wrestlers that that or the fans, excuse me, that are our guests have talked about those people that are. And I mean this with all respect, Benny, but your age and up, they're right. going to the indie shows. They're not buying tickets to go to Raw and SmackDown and some of these big events, but they'll they'll pay 10 bucks and go to the local gymnasium and go to the Salvation Army Center and the Croc, you know, here in, in Norfolk. We just had a big show at the Ray Croc Center and, you know, you, you, they'll go to the to the to the indie fe, indie feds and you get guys like like Yila Man that, that can. That can that can ride the rails, as it were, and the indie market's booming, and I love to see it. As a wrestling you know, fan, I love to see it. And and you know, being I got to get my baseball reference in, but you know, I live down here in Florida, the Florida State League, and I'm within driving distance, I think, to four or five of the ballparks. And if I'm not doing anything on a Sunday afternoon, I'll, people see me post on Facebook all the time. I'll take a, a a drive to Dunedin, which is 25 minutes from here, or Clearwater, which is you know half an hour from here, and you can get in for seven or eight bucks and get like. Yep a great seat you're going to watch i mean yeah i mean you're not watching major league baseball you're watching a good quality product excuse me and um you know you can buy a beer and you can buy a bratwurst without getting fleeced um, yeah you know without taking out a loan and it's a fun afternoon and i, 
I got to think, and, I, and I've been to indie shows, very similar. I mean, you're not you're not breaking your bank account by going, and, you, and you're watching. I mean, like I said, I watched Carnage and and Yella in the you know there was a main event at the graduation, and they put on a great match. And you're gonna see you're gonna see top quality wrestling, and you might have the, the you know the the uh, the opportunity to say you know when you see one of these guys on AEW or WWE, hey, I saw that guy a few years ago at such and such a place. Uh, you know, you, you, yep. you, could, you could have seen him uh, when he was just starting out or just, you know, climb, climbing the ladder there. Yeah, I mean, think about anybody that went to the, the BWC a few years ago when Adam Page was right. training. And he's one of the bigger stars in the second biggest wrestling company in the world, or excuse me, in the country now. Yep. And, you know, you, you, you get that here uh, in Virginia. All we You know, I've seen some talent come in and out of Virginia. Um Big Sean Stud, Brian Pillman Jr. That you know, we've had uh, obviously there's there's some names here that that I've seen that I know are going to go big at some point in the future, and you like to see it. Uh, and it's you know, you mentioned your baseball reference. Same thing here in Norfolk. The the Norfolk Tide, the uh, Orioles, uh, AAA affiliate. There's not a bad seat in that stadium. I, I and when, when I lived there in the summer of '17, I think I don't think I missed a single Sunday game. Just a great ballpark. You know, you cheap, you know, fairly inexpensive right. to get in, 10 bucks, whatever it was. Not, not a bad seat in the house, like you said. You know, you can get a beer and a bratwurst and, you know, still have your uh, you know, your bank account intact. Yeah, exactly. Unlike, you know, you, you go to a modern I, – I mentioned being at the AEW show. Um, I was – there was three of us, and I was just getting some water for the guys. And the person in front of me bought beer, a can, one of the taller – now, granted, I'm talking the the – what are those? The the sixteen inch cans, the taller beer cans, yes. were twelve dollars a piece, and I told I told my buddies I was like, you know, you guys spent forty dollars for for or thirty dollars for two beers, and I was like, yeah, that's why you're getting water, you know. It's it, whereas I can go like you said, go to the local ballpark, five bucks, get a hot dog and a soda, you know. It's, Absolutely. And a bad it's seat fun. house. I mean, it, it's it's good quality entertainment with yeah. a decent price. And and you see it, I mean. And we've talked about it before. The 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 small time is always where the fun is. It's not saying that the mainstream can't be fun, you know. But and I and I'll admit when when I moved to Virginia, the the Tide were uh, the Mets affiliate before they changed over to Baltimore. Which right. as an Orioles fan, that means even more to me now because oh, when sure, they're re- yeah. when they're rehabbing players or or bringing talent up, you know, I, I'm seeing guys that I know are going to make it in the big leagues. But it's always great stuff and. Another fun interview uh, where as we chip away, approaching episode 100, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up in the next few weeks. So uh, as we say, onward and upward, right, Benny? Yes, sir. And I'll be taking kazoo lessons this week. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the BS Express himself, Benny Scala, I'm Dan Spasho. Have a good night, everyone. And we will see you next time we're in the ring. Good night.